Hey guys, it's Graham. What's cracking? I am at home trying to feed lunch to my daughter, but she just wants to play with everything, so I'm kind of following her around the house. Uh, I've got an interesting case of synchronicity here, uh, where a couple of things lined up to give me a, an interesting idea that I wanted to share with you guys. Last week, my friend Tanner shared a pair of tweets. You gonna play with the dump truck? All right, go on, baby girl. He uh, shared a pair of tweets that illustrate a point he's made before, where uh, up front I'm just going to tell you, this is about the idea that, that uh, brains and brawn are mutually exclusive in uh, the masculine mystique. We've got this societal expectation that smart people can't be strong and strong people can't be smart, that you've either got to be a jock or a nerd. Did you smash your fingers? Don't do that. See? That was me telling her smart. It's okay. Look, it'll go this way now. See, show my daughter how to push a truck. We don't do gender roles in this family. Yes, we do, but if she wants to be an operator, she can be an operator. Anyway, the first quote says, each large muscle of a bodybuilder represents a language he didn't learn, a poem he didn't read, a fun fact he never memorized. They spell memorized with an S, so that tells me that this person is a communist. Anyway, this dude claps back at him and says, Thucydides said that the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting by fools. And uh, I sent that to my brother, the PhD, Dr. Farmer. And, uh, you know, he, he echoed the sentiment. He's like, yeah, I'm glad we're getting pushback on that because, you know, we, we've got this, this wrong idea about masculinity that it can only be strong and dumb and that uh, it, it can't be strong and smart or, you know, you, that you can't embody both of these elements. Um, you know, over the last several years, especially in the social media space, there's been a, a subculture of what they call right-wing bodybuilders, which is, you know, guys that will go to the gym and get jacked in the morning and then throughout the day they go and read literary classics and share complex ideas and get into interesting discussions on subjects with each other. And they're not just, you know, out there spouting stuff through a surfer bro accent saying, like, oh, bro, tell me about your gains today or whatever. It's, you know, they're sharing stuff from guys like Herodotus and Xenophon and Thucydides. And, uh, you know, more, even more recent stuff than that, you know, old German philosophers and tacticians, you know, Asian scholars, Sun Tzu, uh, uh, Gun Yao and, and, and guys like that. I mean, I go and look down at my bookshelf. I've got Karl Clausewitz on there talking about war. I've got, you know, even more recent scholarly bits on different subjects that... Help me to understand better the world around me, um, you know, how we got to this place historically. I mean, you guys have listened to, uh, a lot of you who are listening to this, have listened to my old Brother Trucker Book Club podcast episodes where I share what I liked about fiction or things that I learned from nonfiction. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on the, the scholarly side of the blue-collar equation, as, as we'll put it. Um, my, going back to my brother, um, you know, he's got a doctorate in political philosophy, He's a, he's a very intelligent and very hardworking guy. You wouldn't look at him and think that he's a, a jock, a bodybuilder or anything, but this is a dude who runs his own business, runs his own farm, raises a family, and uh, you know he can carry a conversation on Machiavelli with you in Italian. You know, me, I've been fluent in Spanish for better than half my life. I'm reading Quixote in English just so I can get a grasp of the minutia of it before I go to read it in Spanish. You know, it, it's not like knowing another language or reading books or memorizing poems 
is on the other side of the barrier from physical strength and being dangerous. Um, those of you who have heard me talk about my work, uh, I've, I've mentioned that it's a lot more mental than it is physical. Granted, the physical element is there. I'm working with a guy right now that I'm training to do this job. He's coming over from the mechanic side of things, which I kind of envy. You guys have heard me talk about how I, I wish that I was a mechanic or, or trained and experienced and certified in these things. But he left that to come over here um, you know, because it was a little bit more challenging, but also the, the money was a lot better. And that's just because you know, it, it's a much more mentally demanding job. People see listings for truck driver jobs and they just want to get in a truck, put it in gear, drive and move it around. You know, being a delivery driver is a different animal. You have to be mentally dialed into it. And you know, you've got to be multilingual a lot of times. You know, most of the kitchens that I deliver to have staff that uh, speak Spanish as a primary language or an Asian language. Granted, I'm not going to learn Chinese or Japanese or Siamese overnight. That's going to be a a much more difficult um, skill set to master. But, you know, the, again, those are, those are places where those things overlap. You know, brains and brawn. You've got to be physically able to do the job and you've got to be mentally dialed in to make good money at it. And that's just, a, you know, one example. There are plenty of historical examples of societies that were ruled by men who were physically strong and mentally capable. Uh, you've heard me talk about a series called The Song of Albion by Stephen R. Lawhead. And this is a point that I'm going to make a lot as I continue to make content about, uh, you know, pop culture and propaganda and the overlap between those two. Uh, but it's, it's set in uh, the ancient Celtic world of Anwen, and there's a, a warrior king there named King Meldron. And all of his male subjects he has divided kind of into uh, to two roles. You have the warriors and the bards. And if you're not a warrior and you're not a bard, your purpose to him is almost nothing. The reason being that warriors and bards, Evie, are the two ways that we, uh, we acquire and maintain power. One of them is physical and the other one is psychological, propagandistic. The, uh, the way that we tell stories and preserve our history and communicate ideas and steer values. All of that is done through concepts and words and persuasion and, and, and so forth. You see the distinction between the two, but you, you don't get dumber by getting stronger. You don't get smarter by getting stronger necessarily. It's, I'll, I'll beat this point into the ground. These two things are not mutually exclusive. Now the synchronicity comes into play uh, when I was driving on Saturday, I was talking to, uh, again, to my trainee. Stop that, baby. Don't hit things with that. Uh, I was telling him about the legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is a story that I love, as you all well know. And uh, he'd heard of it because he'd heard of the movie with Johnny Depp, or there was a TV show with uh, Tom Meisen that came out and crashed and burned a couple of seasons later. Uh, anyway. I told him the basic story of it and how the main characters were Brom Bones, Ichabod Crane, and Katrina Von Tassel. And the story is, is kind of known and lauded as a spooky Halloween story, but on its face, it's a, it's a love story about two guys who are competing for a girl. And Brom Bones is the brawn, Ichabod Crane is the brain. 
And I just realized for the first time, despite all the many years that I've been reading that story on an annual basis, that those two things rhyme. I wonder if uh, Washington Irving did that on purpose. You know, Brom Bones is the Gaston of Sleepy Hollow. And Ichabod Crane is an outsider. He's from the distant land of Connecticut. But he's the local school teacher. He's well-read. He's not physically powerful or, or domineering or, or even handsome. He's skinny. He's got an awkward gait. People think of him as a scarecrow. He's got big ears and a long nose. The Disney cartoon from the 50s actually got that right. Everybody else in Hollywood keeps trying to make him look sexy. He's not sexy. That's the point. But Ichabod Crane starts to win Katrina Van Tassel over and Brom can see her kind of slipping through his grip. However, he knows that his opponent is superstitious. He analyzes his opponent's weakness and he uses that against him. He doesn't have to beat the crap out of Ichabod Crane. Granted, there's a physical element of how he ultimately gets him out of Sleepy Hollow by dressing up as the Headless Horseman and scaring him out of town. Whoops, spoiler alert, too bad it's been 200 years, you should have read the story already. But he scares him out, he gets the girl, and anytime, you know, for the next several years as people are in Sleepy Hollow, anybody asks, hey, remember that old weird looking school teacher that we had? I wonder what happened to him. Brom Bones will kind of smile, but he won't say anything. He is the example, even though he wasn't the protagonist of the story, he was an antagonist, I wouldn't go so far as to say he was a villain. He, he was an example of the perfect mixture of brains and brawn. Shut up, dogs. I'm, I'm casting here. This is, this is perfect. You're ruining it. Brains and brawn working together to win the day. Understanding that is why I wrote Sleepless Hollow the way that I did. You know, showing Ichabod Crane as a guy who was, was upset at his own legacy, which was caused by him falling for somebody else's mental superiority. These things do not have to be exclusive, and we do not need to accept the idea that they are. Hi, baby girl. Oh, you got peanut butter on your lips. Let's wipe that off with a cloth. You're almost ready for nap time? Yeah. So we reject that idea on its face. Get smarter, get stronger. The world needs men who are both and who are not afraid to be men. I am really grateful for the friends that I've made over the last several years who have stressed that point and kind of helped me to put together things that I'd already been seeing and observing but hadn't summarized in that way. Um, you know, like my friend Tanner Guzzi. I will recommend that if you're on the social medias, you give him a follow. Uh, his last name, G-U-Z-Y. And I'm pretty sure on, on every platform he's got that handle, Tanner Guzzi, all one word. Uh, this is a guy who talks about style, but to the extent that it relates to uh, masculine traits that we can develop and embody. So keep that in mind, give him a follow, and of course stay tuned to this program. Whether you're on your favorite podcasting device or on this YouTube channel, I'll appreciate it if uh, you subscribe, tell your friends, hit the like button, beep, 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 and all that stuff. That's it for today. You guys know the drill. Be rad, drive safe, see you out there.